even know if it's recording now. Season one, complete! <laughs> complete! But then, what's in your glass? You've got ice cubes. I'm not sure, but it's red. It's red, I've got beer. Good. All right, so Con, what did you make of it? Fun? I had a lot of fun. Yeah, it, I wasn't really meant to be a part of it, but then I did become a part of it as it went on, and that was... I think you did good, because I think, like, obviously I'm a middle-aged man, and we're talking to quite a diverse bunch of people, and then adding in a young woman's point of view in there. And you're yeah. a technical advisor as well, aren't you? So I think you got involved because we started off with Olivia Coleman, and basically she became your best friend after about two seconds. Wait, that's really embarrassing if she hears this. I did really <laughs> love her a lot, and I loved her dogs. You know what it was? It wasn't Olivia, it was, I'm afraid it was her dogs. You just loved her dogs. Right. They were really good dogs. So that was one of the most challenging ones because what I didn't realise, I was a bit inexperienced and having four dogs in the house all going mad and running on wooden floors with their little claws and stuff and jumping up and barking and every time the door went it was like mayhem. So we actually recorded like an hour and a half. But I think our lovely editor Emily only got, you know, like so many minutes out of it that you could actually hear. That must have been a real pain in the ass to edit. I know, she's done such a good job. Obviously your job was dog sitting and generally chatting. So that was fun. And Olivia, I was really lucky to get her because she's such an amazing person and um, she's done so many brilliant things. She was really kind to come and do it, wasn't she? Yeah. I think we were lucky because it was like just before one of the lockdowns. I didn't think, think a lot of people didn't have much work on or something. And so they managed to have a little bit of, they managed well, to have yeah, a She's been pretty busy. She's been such a sweetheart. So I count her as a bit of a friend because she's so lovely. That you loved because there were dogs involved. Dwight, were you in on Dwight's one? Dwight. You yeah. know he's got two dogs. Did he bring them over? No, so Damn. it's of no interest. But Dwight I found really fascinating because I didn't know much about black classical composers and it was just really interesting. He's doing so many things. That, actually, the one thing that kind of I found a bit of a problem is just how much stuff everyone was doing and it made me think, oh my God, you know. Like I have achieved watching several box sets uh, during lockdown. Well, I mean, you've also started making a podcast, so I think you can... You remember, like, talking it. to Zinnia, for example, Zinnia Kumar. But you're talking to the wrong person here, because I've I've done... I was going to swear. Nothing. I've done nothing. You can swear. Were you going to say jack shit? No, I wasn't, but I like that. I've done jack shit. Well, you can say fuck all, weren't you? But I had, to, I had to stop myself. Okay. But I won't anymore. Okay, Dad. look, so one of the things is that all these people are just doing so much stuff and it makes me think, oh my God, I should stop watching box sets and achieve more stuff. We more started achieving. recording this episode after watching an episode of Grey's Anatomy. I just feel like I, I did should not say watch that. Grey's Anatomy. That was you, you watching did. Grey's Anatomy. I fixed the boiler. That's oh, what I yeah, was doing sure, while you sure, were watching sure, Grey's Anatomy. Sure, sure. So Dwight's I loved, you weren't involved in Dwight's. You weren't in on Lloyd Hutchinson one, were you? Or no, but I helped set up. So um, you were like technical advisor. We're old friends. He's my godfather. So And Lloyd is like a proper old mate of mine. So the thing about Lloyd's one was that he really choked up when he was talking about his dad. He really choked up and, and couldn't like carry on talking. And then I felt bad because I, I filled the gap. You know how you do that when you fill the silence? I started talking in a jolly way yeah, to fill... Yeah, you do that. Like, I don't know what it is. I think it's a, like, it's you know, you want to be liked and you just, so you just fill the silences. And I should have just let him say his thing. And, and I think that was one of the problems with me all round is basically just jabbering too much and interrupting people. Actually, you do it worse than me. I think you can still I am I'm interrupter in chief. 
So Excuse me, I hadn't finished my sentence. <laughs> Very funny. Lloyd's one I loved. It was. Nice that he came over. It was live, which was nice, wasn't it? Because yeah. during, during this period of coronavirus, we had certain windows where we were allowed to see one person with social distancing. So some of them we did live and some of them we did on Zoom calls. But then Zoom kind of opened up a whole bunch of new people. And what was lovely, we were able to do Beanie Feldstein. Like... I thought Beanie was a friend of mine, but actually we've only really emailed over the years. But she was so gorgeous. You guys got on really great, didn't you? I think the hard thing about doing a podcast is that you have to listen back to yourself. I listened to that podcast and I was totally crushing on her and like was like, oh, yay, come on. She was too nice and it was it was very exciting. And I think um, we were both very anxious beforehand anyway. I kind of basically fall in love with the people that I'm podcasting because I do a little bit of research beforehand. Like Beanie, I'd kind of talk to her a bit and then we watched Booksmart. That's such a great film and she's such a great performance. And then you kind of think, oh, I really think she's great. And you do end up being a little bit in love with them, I think. And then you've got to pretend to be cool, but then you just let it go sometimes during the talk. I just love the whole thing. With a lot of people, we said, oh, season two or season three, we'll do another, you know, because we just ran out of time. So like with Beanie, there was so much more stuff, so many more pieces of jewellery to look at, we ran out of time. I mean, maybe they did one episode and thought, thank God. I'm done with it Maybe now. We still chat on email, so it's not like she hasn't chucked me. Okay. okay. We're still mates. <laughs> so we plan, we're going to meet in New York. That's our plan. As soon as we can. Ah, uh, can I come? You can. Thanks. We've been to New York together already, haven't we? We had fun times. That was really good. So we're meeting Beanie. That's all arranged. Olivia Coleman, episode two, because we just didn't have enough time. She had to rush off. Lloyd, I could do episode two with. And there's still more stuff I want to talk about Dwight Powell Gray with. Now, Tessa Brown was such a brilliant story. Her godmother married the real-life Indiana Jones, and they went to South America and found the treasure. He pulled a gun on her, tried to murder her. She managed to just grab like a couple of bits of the Inca treasure. In the end, she fought him off. She tied him up, got him back to the main city on a donkey where he escaped, nicked all the treasure, and she ended up being cast away on an island and then a ghost pirate saved her and how it's just like crazy story (laughs) but nice that we know who the real indiana jones was although he was a complete and utter bastard Mm -hmm. tess is brilliant because she's like more advanced in life and she's gone back to uni and she's doing her own thing she's an amazing artist and she's got this amazing jewelry that and what i liked about that one was that the jewelry wasn't like it wasn't all good she had really mixed feelings about because obviously this woman it was her stepmother who who kind of stole her dad away from her real mother so very mixed feelings yeah. with quite a lot of this jewelry there's mixed feelings remember lloyd's ring yeah i was just thinking yeah. a lot of jewelry is i mean i like it because it's not all just super happy memories it's just things that are important whether that's good or bad mm. or both yeah um this afternoon while we weren't achieving things we watched <laughs> sixth sense which yeah i haven't seen before olivia williams and it's a great film isn't it mm-hmm. um Olivia Williams was brilliant too because I love the fact that she kind of ran away to Afghanistan when she was a young woman after some guy and it all went horribly wrong and that's just like a real adventure story that one with Olivia Williams and she is a real sweetheart too so we're we're like friends forever now then uh Zinnia you are you sat in on the Zinnia one with me yeah Zinnia Kumar she was just so bloody productive wasn't she, she was she's cool. so efficient it so was... cool so smart so everything yeah she's very cool luckily when we were chatting she had been watching 
Married at First Sight Australia. Except she had time to do that and do all of the other great stuff that she's doing. So we, we have no excuse. All we've done is, is finished Married at First Sight. <sighs> that's quite an achievement, though, because there's a lot of there episodes. There are a lot of episodes, but we did start. A and few I feel like we've learned about life. Yeah, I guess I know, you know, who not to marry now, like the signs to look out for. Maybe yeah. If I decide to get. Yeah. <coughs> is that on the cards? <laughs> And then um, Rosie Wilfenden, who yeah. Rosie is like an old mate and she's brilliant. I was so glad that we talked to a, another she's jewellery really designer. Cool. She's so cool. And there are so many parallels because we have similar size businesses, similar numbers of employees. You know, we're interested in fashion jewellery. There's so many similarities between our two businesses. What, but what's different is that the jewellery that they make is like way, way different like the end product yeah. is so different um have you got any tassie divine jewelry i do i've got um a moomin necklace upstairs i was gonna bring it down but i do have tattoo divine i've got a couple of things which everyone I should have a piece of tattoo divine rosie was a great podcast i love talking to her. i love talking about jewelry design process and the, her kind of life there are so many parallels and i love talking about london in the 90s and being an art student, all the rest of it. So that was fascinating. And Rosie just like moved house, was running a business and coronavirus was going on and everything. So she was so good to spare the time. And then a really fun one was episode nine, which was really fun, was Erin O'Connor. And I just had a great time. Oh, she's great. I'm in love with Erin O'Connor as well. But you know what? We didn't talk enough about the jewellery. That's the problem is, is we chatted away, but we were chatting that we just like nonstop chatted for an hour and a half. And it was like, I kept going oh my gosh yes we're supposed to have a look at a piece of jewelry and find out about her through her jewelry but she just chatted i mean i think the two of us were about as chatty as each other wasn't it it was pretty did you it get a word great. in edgeways yeah it's like a, f- a few words i mean it's kind of like being at the dinner table with any monroe's it's just mad noise and that's why i don't talk so much because i like just sitting and listening and she was great well she said like meet her in the park for a walk yeah and i said yeah great and then she really liked the green color so i've got what i did was i got some of the green paint and put it in a jam jar and i said right oh you, you did can. that yeah because i thought it's good to do a little taste of pot first you know we're going to carry on being mates because she was so nice wasn't she and um she's in south london too so this is the place to be in london really is so that was nine episodes, which actually was really easy to do. It wasn't that much effort. And and I think basically it was because everyone was so generous and nice and chatty that made it more interesting. I feel like we did actually get to know people through the objects that they kind of really cherish. I don't know how you feel about that. Yeah, definitely. I have to admit, when you told me about your podcast, I thought, oh, that's cool. Sounds good. I didn't quite realise how much jewellery is so important to people. But I guess it is. Like, if I lost any of my rings that I'm wearing, I would be, like, devastated. Because they're well, part uh, of me now. For me, we have a lot of people write to us. For example, someone extremely close to them might might die and they, they might commission a piece to remember them or someone might be given a piece of jewellery for their 18th birthday by their grandmother or something and then their grandmother dies and it's like the one connection they have to us. So we get people write to us which is so lovely and some of the stories are so heartbreaking that I couldn't even begin to like recount them on a podcast show. So I guess I've kind of grown up with that. My wife Denise, when her mum died she left a ring with three diamonds in it and she 
promised she was going to be reincarnated as a butterfly. So I took the, the ring and took the three diamonds out and I made a butterfly necklace for each of the three daughters. So they all have and wear and own that. So it's like a really important connection to their mother and to people that have died. So I kind of knew the importance of jewellery to people. And actually with an awful lot of people, if you said if your house was burning down and you know, all your family was safe and the pets were out. What one thing would you save? Pretty much most people say I'd run in and get my grandmother's engagement ring or, or, or my 21st yeah. birthday. You know, so I knew it was important to people. So I'm, I guess the next thing is season two. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Excited. I'm very excited. Um, who do you want on it? Give us some names. That's a lot of pressure. <laughs> well, who do you want? What who do you hell? want? Go on, no, you, can, you just bounced the question back to me. Thinking Has your mind me. actually gone blank? Yeah, right? of it all really the people has. in the world, there's nobody that you'd like to chat to and find out about them. Okay, okay, okay. This I'm taking over. Question. I'm yeah, taking over. You, okay, no, you I'm taking me, over. I'm going to say, right, so people that have got my jewellery that I would love, love, love to I chat to is, like... is Debbie Harry. Yeah. She's got a necklace and wow, you know, Blondie, how fantastic. Wouldn't it be brilliant to chat to her? Um, Alanis Morissette, she's got a necklace and Does like she? that album she made, Jagged, Jagged Little um, is just like my favourite. So I'd love to talk to Alanis Morissette. Apparently, Olivia Williams said when she went to the White House, she met Michelle Obama and Michelle Obama said, where'd you get your necklace? And she said, it's no by, you know, she said, it's by Alice Monroe. She said, oh, how can I get in touch? And stuff. Now, I have no idea, but, you know, obviously, I would love to talk to Michelle Obama. Like, oh, my gosh, what a brilliant person to talk to. And then... Emma Watson. <clears throat> Emma Watson is brilliant. She's, she wears my jewellery. Yeah. Exactly. I would like to talk to Amal Clooney because I believe that George Clooney proposed to her with, like, a $600,000 engagement ring. And I just thought, explain that to me. Like, like what the hell? Where, When could you wear that ring? What's yeah, the point in it? I must need, like, security. And I, it would just freak me out. There's so much money. So, yeah. Oh, my gosh. My list just goes on. There are so many fascinating I'm people in the world. My list person. goes on and on. Richard E. Grant. I loved um, Withnall and I. And he's yeah. kind of got a nice signet ring and stuff. Patrick Stewart, Ian McKellen. Lloyd's friends with Ian McKellen, so we might be able to kind of give him a <laughs> shout through that. But Ian McKellen, what a great guy, what a great career. And that just goes on and on and on. You know, you just send them a message and see if they answer. So um, I'd like to talk to Victoria Beckham too, actually. Yeah, that would be cool. So why the hell did you make this podcast, Dad? Why the hell? Well, well, I'll tell you why. Thanks for the question, Colin. <laughs> um, I'll tell you why. I was turned down for a job on the BBC and I said, right, I'll do my own show. But I couldn't make a TV programme, so I made a podcast instead. My kind of thing that I'm always going on about is that fashion jewellery is really important to people and jewellery is really important to people. And it's not, it doesn't have to be like art jewellery and it doesn't have to be like a million pound necklace that Marie Antoinette wore. Just people's normal everyday jewellery is really important and nobody really talks about it. Nobody takes it seriously. Ever since I was a kid, like when I first came to London and I saw like punk rockers on the King's Road, I thought, how they accessorise is like super important. It's a form of self-expression and, and it's, it's really important to people. It's not just a form of self-expression. So for example, you know, when I first came to London, I saw Chelsea pensioners walking down with all their beautiful red uniforms and they'd have a row of medals. It's like, my God, those medals are really bloody important to you. You lost friends and loved ones and people, you know, brothers earning those medals. And that little bit of metal that you're wearing tells such a story. And I knew that. And then I made some earrings for Susie Sue from Susie and the Banshees. And it was like, 
so important that they express the right thing in the right way. And, and actually with, with Susie Sue, it was for an album cover and it was just a headshot. So basically she kind of, you know, had her makeup and her hair and, and, and some jewellery and that was it to kind of express yeah. who she was or what she was saying. So I was sort of thought it was as important whether it's just for the looks and the fashion or whether it's to show how brave you've been or also faith. I mean, that's something we haven't really touched on much is jewellery as a signifier of faith and importance for faith. So... Which is actually interesting, Con. My grandmother was French, and she was Catholic, and the, but the only bit of jewellery I own is this, which is, I'll describe it, it's a rosary in a kind of brown stone, I guess. I don't know what that is. It could be bone or something. But it's my grandmother's rosary. I always wanted to be a Catholic, but I don't even know how you do a rosary. Like, you go, you work your way around and say things. How so Mary's. again, you're asking the wrong person. I know, we're but a bit it, rubbish at religion. But it's I, bad, because all I can see is it looks nice. Well, exactly. So when I started making jewellery, I did loads of religious, you know, kind of fake religious stuff. So I did rosaries. and That was kind of a bit punk rock, you know, and a bit Madonna, you know, all that sort of stuff. So that was one of my first influences was religious jewellery. Um, I think Jesus has fallen off the cross. I don't yeah, know where it's he's a gone. Broken at the front. I know, but that's all I've got. That's my one piece of jewellery. I mean, I, I did have a wedding ring, but I I took it off like five seconds after we got married and put it in my pocket, and um, I haven't seen it since. And I think Denise would have taken it out and put it somewhere safe. That's what I'm thinking. So I might have a wedding ring somewhere, basically. But it was worn for like thirty seconds, and I've got this rosary, which which I'll keep forever. And I guess this will go to. You know, that'll be my one bit of jewellery that I leave to you girls. Although you guys, you my three daughters, you girls, have got loads of my jewellery. I was just thinking about the piece of jewellery that would be, would mean the most to me. That mysteriously disappeared. I have a strong suspicion it was my sister because she steals everything. Um, but there were a pair of earrings I got from my aunt who passed away a few years ago. She gave them to me when I was 13 and they were like crystal balls. Mm. On chains, but, but Verity doesn't steal things. She, she just borrows them without asking and doesn't return them. Love her. <laughs> love her. You, so, actually, you've got a million and one rings on, and and you haven't bought one ring to the table. Yeah, today. well, it's because I'm wearing a lot. The ones that I wear every day are I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine on at the moment. Are they um, all made by me? Yeah, they are actually. Yeah, not bad. Nine rings. So I've got one here that has my name on it. You made when I was born. So I've had this one forever. Yes. And the rest I've collected. I've, you know, I've worked for them. You've used to help, uh, you know, uh, uh, when, when we did sample sales and things. And yeah. that was always a prize, wasn't it? You get at a bit of jewellery at the end of it. What, what are the pieces you bought? The other pieces you bought? So I've got, I wasn't really sure, but I've got one necklace that I used to wear every single day. And I stopped wearing it because I was just terrified I'd lose it. And it was my You know that's a, that's a fire opal? I did, actually. But I'm not sure what that means. So it's basically an oval cabochon fire opal, which is set in line. So it's just a, an oval. And then there's a jump ring, which is a little connector on either side in the horizontal. And then there's a chain, which is a kind of a nice little... I love this chain. A little sort of hayseed chain or something that's very pretty, isn't it? Sorry, say again, that was Denise's and you... Yeah, and I was given it when I was, I think, when I was 15, I was given mm -hmm. it. And I wore it every single day until I was about 18. Well, I think this is my favourite necklace. I also started to hide it because, um, again, my sister was, you know, she got her eye you're, on it. You're borrowing, sister, yes. Um, 
Well, so I'm just going to describe because because our lovely listener won't won't know what you're talking about. So the earrings are they're not really typical earrings that I would have made. They're a little ball stud with an oval hanging off, and on the oval is etched a pair of daisies. So they look rather Victorian, and it was a bit of work that I did probably you know 10 or 15 years ago. Um, I think they're really pretty, and they, we'll pop a photo on the yeah. on the website so you'll be able to see. So um, the earrings and the necklace have both been made by you, and yeah, all of the and rings. all the rings you're wearing. We might photograph your hands, Con, because they they just look so good. Not on. at the moment. It's winter. Well, well, yeah, and then the last one I bought. These were kind of impulse pieces, but but this one I got from my grandma. That's which, my mother. So Alex's mom, which I think was passed down to her, and it's our family symbol, and it's kind of sinister. It's like so. It's the Scottish Monroe emblem and motto, but we're, yeah, uh, we're the like thing. Scottish Monroe is M U N R O, and we're M O N R O E. Yeah, but uh, we came from an M U N. I guess so a long time ago, and actually, my dad had relations on Arons. One side of the family is Scottish, the other side of the family is French. There is a Scottish connection, but I don't know where the misspelling came in. Well, nice to get given something by your grandmother. No, for sure. And I, I saw this and I thought it's a part of the family that I'm getting from her. And I, I love that she gave it to me. So it's like um, a brooch with a, with the family crest on. And yeah, what are the words, Con? So it's like a brooch with a, a bird in the middle. And I don't know. I mean, it kind of looks like a crow. I don't know. I'm guessing it's an eagle because, you you know, if you were going to have yeah, a, a coat of arms or a crest. That. It's kind I of like a chicken. I think you'd want to be an eagle, wouldn't you? <laughs> because, like, imagine being a fierce Scottish clan and having a chicken as your emblem would be a bit embarrassing. So maybe... I'm not sure. Every Monroe in the world is going to be saying, oh, you know, that Connie. And it says at the top, anyway, it says Dread God. Oh, that's um, fair enough. You should, probably. Do you know what yeah. it is, though? I think this would be nice as a kind of kilt pin kind of thing. So if you had your tartan and you pinned it as a scarf or a... Yeah. You know, I think that's what it is. It's a, well, it's, it's a piece of my family, and it's a piece yeah. of you know, it's something that my grandma has given to me. I, that's why I've. And it's how you learn to dread God, right? Yeah, exactly. It's ta- taught you a lesson in life. Okay, so that isn't a huge amount of jewelry that we. And I mean, we don't I, have any great stories like we haven't got Indiana Jones. We haven't got you know running off to Afghanistan or anything like that. Although you've had a longer life, you should have. You should have picked up some. But I, I should have. But the jewelry. So Denise, I got Denise rings that I bartered with the Taliban in Afghanistan for. So maybe we should have Denise on sometime. We could yeah, talk about some of the she adventures. She was kind of upset that she wasn't asked to do this. But you and me have been on this journey of doing a podcast. I feel it's right that we're doing this <laughs> together. Good. Okay, Con. So I think the thing that I would like to say to our listener is it would be really nice to hear from you if you've got any great stories and also if you've got any ideas for guests in the future that would be fantastic so just get in touch we've had a few brilliant stories already actually that people have sent in that are really amazing yeah. really touching stories but get in touch for next season and um, we're going to start recording and hopefully we've got some fun and exciting guests for you all I can't wait. Um, Very excited. Next time. We're doing one next week. That's oh. exciting, isn't it? Yeah, we can't yeah. tell you. Listen, we can't <laughs> tell you who it is because it's kind of like we're keeping it as a secret, but it's a really fun one. Um, and quite unexpected, I think, as well. Anyway, basically, I now have a period of sending messages on Instagram to all my favourite people, like Debbie Harry and Alanis Morissette, and having them not reply. So there's a little period of having my ego battered. <laughs> But then hopefully, like, hopefully someone will say yes. So we'll have some good guests. Like, I think the important thing about this is not just to have, like, famous people, because famous people might be famous, but they might not necessarily have the best stories with their jewellery. So I kind of think we got a good mix. I've really enjoyed the people, you know, that I've met because they like jewellery. They love the things that they own. And I think that's... And quite a diverse bunch as well, aren't they, Con? You know, of, like... 
kind of proper celebrities and then just really amazing interesting people as yeah. well which has been i've enjoyed yeah. learning more about you know what people do and how people live especially now when it's basically just you and me always all day all the time <laughs> well it's not gonna be for long um con i've had my vaccine so um i reckon you know pretty soon we'll be doing them live again but i reckon probably series two there's gonna be a lot of zoom ones i would have yeah thought. also zoom's nice because we because you can talk to anyone in the world which so that kind of opens things up so there's a lot of good people in the u.s that is fascinating to talk to good fewy I finished my drink. Season one done. Season two, we're going to start next week. But I think it's time to say thank you very much, listener, for sticking with us and for listening to this. Yeah, thanks to all of the people who have listened. We've had really good response, haven't we? We've had some great stories in from listeners and great response and great little messages on Instagram and um, really good response to to the podcast as as a thing. So hopefully, onwards and upwards, like I say, any people you'd like me to chat to, any people that you think are fantastic jewellery wearers or, or have some great stories to hear, anyone you want to find out about, and also any kind of professions and stuff like that, because, you know, we can chat to anyone, can't we, non-stop? Um, <laughs> I can, anyway. <laughs> All right, thanks for listening, and um, see you in Series 2, which we don't know when we're going to be released, but it, it won't be that long, because we're starting to make it already. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye. Bye.